We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy, welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we got a special guest today. Yes, sir. We're a week away from the trade deadline, 10 days away from the Super Bowl. It's it's about that time of year. We're hanging out. We got to get our guy from The Athletic, Dave DeFore, here. Dave, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be here. It's been too long. It has been too long. I was, I'm always like walking the, the line between I don't want to be that annoying person who pings to see you to come on every month on the show, but also you're like one of the most requested guests. So I got to ask you. I would you do this show now. once a month. I, I would I would actually just book it once a month. Like you, I mean, number one, it's it's hardly like work, you know, talking <laughs> to you guys. And I mean, this year especially is, this is a, a fascinating season for the Warriors. You know, we're one way to put it. That's okay. yeah, that's not it's the word either of us. Depressing season. I mean, it's very <laughs> sad. Obviously, like they, they're going through yeah. so much shit. But uh, just from a basketball perspective, man, like they are. You know, it's a weird place uh, that you just don't expect when you got a guy who's as good as Steph and and Draymond's still so good. Like I just don't understand. It, That'd this be is, great. I mean, <laughs> God damn, I'm jumping he the gun to, here. He needs on to the play. Intro, just he saying, needs to play a little wow. bit. So years of yeah, no. years of not signing good players and not drafting well is all coming to. It's like a train wreck right now, man. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's funny how it's funny how that works, right? Like you stop getting good players, eventually you will not have good players on the roster. Uh, you know, it's 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 insane. Uh, it does feel like. You know, so we're a week away from the trade deadline. And if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd be like, man, something's happening. I don't know what it is. Andy and I might be depressed. It might be them selling off spare parts to the offseason. But I don't know. The last couple days, the vibe out of the team has been completely different. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed, but since they've switched to the Wiggins, Kuminga, Draymond front court, they look like the Warriors. They look yeah. like what we assume them to be. They're running over. Yeah, they're only two and two. Um, we don't need to get into that uh, in that span. But it's like they do feel like they're discovering identity. And it does feel like they're potentially on the verge of a little mini run to get themselves back into it. If this is true, I'm just saying. And now you got, you know, our guy, Steve Kerr out here. I'm going to play the video. Oh, boy. Talking about how you know he doesn't he want anyone always looks to get so shot. disappointed. His face is just constant disappointment. <laughs> he, he looks like second term president 
these days with the war. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, oh, he's tired. He's tired. I mean, the, he's on turn three, man. Like this is that's true. He's not, he's in the FDR rounds right now. <laughs> um, let me play the video real quick. All right. Not too long ago, it seems that died down a little bit. What do you make of his situation and where he's playing, how he's playing right now? I think he's playing well, and um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, very hopeful, and I expect him uh, to be here when the trade deadline passes. Um, I think um, he's been a big part of, uh, of our team now for years. Helped us win a title a year and a half ago. Still has uh, a lot of uh, career ahead of him, and. Um, I'm really hoping Wiggs is here, and I, as I said, I fully expect him to be here. But um, you know, I, I don't know if any any player um, gets to go through his entire career and uh, not see his name in a trade room. You know, Steph probably did early in his career. You know, but right now probably not. But uh, you know, this is part of the gig, and and um, it's not easy, especially on the families. Uh, when someone's trade name is mentioned in trade uh, chatter, but um, part of the deal. He's said it in a couple interviews. I, f- I figure I don't need to play all of them. They're all kind of along the same lines of Wiggs, integral part of the team, starting to figure it out. Uh, two weeks ago, it looked like he was for sure gone player. Yeah. I don't know how much I buy Steve into this. We are a week away from the deadline. Um But man, it does feel like, and when I say I don't buy, I say I don't know how much I buy his word is the final word to make said decision. But I do believe he wants to keep him around. Yeah. I mean, and the fact is like Wiggins has played better in the last two weeks. And I think as a coach, he probably is seeing some, you know, feeling some optimism that he isn't going to get traded because he's been playing better the last few weeks. Uh, I don't know how they replace Wiggins. This is the biggest thing about trading Wiggins. Like I made a, uh, a joke a few weeks back about just trading it for John Collins because it was like, ah, right. everybody, everybody hates Wiggins right now. Everybody hates John Collins all the time, it seems. So why not just swap problems and, and see how it works out? But the truth is, like, what Wiggins does is so much – it has so much value to every team, including the Warriors, that I, I just don't think that they can give him up and get like value in return. Yeah. Like, at, at their best, they need Wiggins. Yep, that that's it right there. Is the, if they trade him, they're training him to get off the contract, and they're not going to do that. I, well, they're not going to do that because I think they told Wiggins you're gone if if you don't. And Wiggins said, "Oh, okay, maybe I should start trying. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I should play fucking defense. Maybe I should make some free throws." And he essentially just kind of saved his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I I think he probably saved his uh, his tenure here as. A, but again, they could trade him again next year, right? They could do this dance again, but. I think, yeah, for sure. I think 99.9% he is going to stay a warrior until the offseason. Uh, so good for him. Good for him. I'm still not so sure. But uh, it does feel to me like two weeks ago, the front office was about to be like, look, man, you guys aren't even going to make the play in. We might as well get off of him so we have the ability to regroup and find a different player. Uh, now it, now it's less and less and i and i guarantee you they are getting pressure from kerr and steph to say hey if you're not going to upgrade him just let us keep the roster till the end of the season because we're starting to figure something out and we'll see where this goes this is why it was super important that they started they began starting wiggins and kuminga together because that is for for this iteration of the warriors they need those guys to be able to play 30 minutes together Right, like they need them, the two of them. It's the highest upside. It's the highest should, upside. Should have done a game three. Should have gone. Should have done a game one. 
Well, of course. Well, I just should have been doing it last year. I, yeah. Just, you know, like, I mean, I could go on and on and Shout on. Shout out to Anthony Lamb. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of insane. I mean, it's it's similar to the Moody's. I would say this. You, you've got a worse situation with Moody than you do with Wiggins, in my opinion, because Wiggins at least gets yep. minutes. He gets an opportunity. Yep. Moody doesn't even get a chance. And now, like, I mean, he's, like, buried. You almost need to just, just for him, for his career, yep. Yep. let him move. You have to maybe trade Moody just so he can, has a has a shot at at making it in the NBA. He's so clearly an NBA rotation player and can't get in the rotation here. And it just it drives me insane to see. But I, I just think about this kid's career. I mean, he's so early in, into his NBA career, and everyone sees that this is a guy. He's a ten year vet, rotation guy, does all the stuff that that makes role players stick in the NBA. And for some reason. Can't play on a team that needs that, dudes like Moody. I, I just don't get it. That's Particularly my number the, one, number one guy that's gone at the trade. If I had to guess, that's a number one guy. And it sucks because he could help this team. And how many games did they lose in the early part of the season sticking with Wiggins and 45-year-old Chris Paul and all the different things they're doing when Moody was giving them good minutes just to blow it to the Sacramento Kings by 20 and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, my whole thing is when I'm looking at this, I get the optimism about this lineup. Doesn't it just lead them to being stuck in the middle still? Aren't they just kind of sitting there? And I don't want to be the person saying, screw this season, throw it away. But like, okay, Andrew Wiggins is starting to figure it out. What's going to stop him from going back into this lull again? What's like, that's who he's been majority of his career. 2022 was the exception not the rule. And part of me sitting here going like, all right, you figured something out. Your, your best case is you get on a run, you make the play in, you win through the play in, maybe you went around in the playoffs uh, and you're still a little stuck. Don't you just want to start the process of finding that other impact player to help Steph now? Because what we're talking about is like Steph's still phenomenal. Guys are getting old and the guys are counting on to be impact players are either too young or 28 and historically inconsistent. Well, what are you what are you getting trading Wiggins that that helps you get the impact guy? You're not getting anything. Like you're getting what two seconds and like an expiring. Maybe I mean, are you gonna loop in multiple teams and maybe you wind up with Dorian Finney Smith? (laughs) I'd rather have Wiggins. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you when you play it out that way, it's like Cause, I'd, rather, I'd rather gamble on him having figuring it out for a month than the it, opposite, right? It feels like a repeat of the Jordan Poole one, right? It, it feels like, hey, they just got to get off Jordan Poole. Different reasons, but they got to get off Jordan Poole so they get Chris Paul as an expiring. Like, that's kind of what they what they had to do. And and actually, Chris Paul has been good as a basketball player this season, but like, you're not you're not getting anything there. Now, now, actually, though, let's say they trade Chris Paul as an expiring for someone else to the deadline in the offseason. Then you're like, OK, that that like that could be the move. So maybe that that's that. But then like they already have expired. They already have the clay expiring and the Chris Paul expiring. So I'd imagine like I don't like are they can they even get a first for Wiggins? Like, no. And not at all. I mean, no chance, right? You got to think about it's not so much. Uh, it's not really about Wiggins. It's about the other team, right? So the teams that are, need a Wiggins, Cleveland, right? Like if if Andrew Wiggins is in Cleveland, like that team is real good, right? They get better immediately. Maybe they give up a first to get Wiggins. But you are at if you're the Warriors and you're trading Wiggins out, you're really going to make a I think a contender better. 
because a bad team isn't going to give up anything for Andrew Wiggins. Like he's just, he's not uh, young enough to be a part of a young core. He's not a, a, a number one guy. So it's not like, oh, we're a guy away. We're going to let me give up a couple first. Like, right. He's not, we're playing for now. We're going to give up our future. Yeah. Right. And, and so, like, it's it's almost more of, it's not an OG Ananobi situation either. You know, where yeah. you get three first. He's not, he just doesn't have that sort of reputation. I mean, it really is, unfortunately, it would be more of a dump move. Unless you again, you you find a guy that that you like who's maybe underperforming somewhere else, and, and you can figure that out, right? We'll, we'll just shop uh, underperforming pieces all around the league and figure out where where the pieces could fall. I, I just don't know, but I, I just I stand on Wiggins being the best option for the Warriors, regardless of trade. They're just unless they're going to make a trade for LeBron James, in which case what? Andrew Wiggins. Pack your bags. I Thank mean, you. LeBron on this team would actually solve a lot of problems for them. Well, I don't even care if it solves problems. I just want to see it. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't, I don't even root for a championship. I just, I just want to see those two guys. I, I mean, it's good for the podcast. It's officially it's good. good for Sam and I. It's good for everything. It's you guys going to run LeBron out of town though? <laughs> He'll run us out of town. Actually, is probably more likely. He'll get our podcast shut down He'll, in two weeks. He'll bite back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for that battle. Yeah, um, I don't think we can handle I I just, Mafia. I'm sharing a I'm sharing a tweet from one of our guys, Loyal Lightyears, Sir. Goon, Fake Logic. And Steve Kerr was going off about how the team lacked grit and he's loved how they've responded since then. And it's just worth calling out. Like, yeah, they feel like they've discovered something. Draymond solves a lot of problems because newsflash, he's a really good player. He does a lot of really good things. And it feels better watching them, and they still went five and seven in January. You know, they're still two and three since Draymond returned. Small sample, wouldn't be shocked if they won four in a row to run it off. But all this is like pointing me back to this idea of like, man, you, if you get everyone going, are they actually still that good? And I still don't think the answer is yes. I still don't think we're like, oh man, if Wiggins just stays on the course and they get. Chris Paul back healthy and a couple other things. It's like, I'm not buying that this is that high of an upside that you have to be protective over every piece, which is kind of my, we're a week away from the deadline. I'm now thinking they're not going to do anything. Uh, and it's just kind of like, cool. They probably feel that if they get to the playoffs, they can beat any team. Which yeah, I mean is, yeah, is I know. probably Clay's gonna true, talk right? about game six. That's we right. We know it's gonna and we know it's gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna do this one like 18 times. It's uh, probably true, but <laughs> it's not what I would bank on. You know, I mean they're just mm-hmm. not they're not good enough to go into any series and be favored. Not against you know, like the Nuggets, no way. They're not gonna be favored in that series. They're yeah. not Thunder might be close because you got the age and, and I mean just let's just be honest. Like that does that does matter. Sure. Minnesota, like I don't know that they'd be favored against Minnesota. Like sure. I mean, because yeah, they're not gut. actually that young. Ant's young with the rest and, of the team. Ant's not. young, but he doesn't play like it. You know, fourth no. quarter of games when Ant puts his head down and wants to go to the basket. That's why you need Wiggins and Kuminga and and them playing together. Like for every single matchup they're going to have, because for some reason, the city of San Francisco has made it illegal. I think to have basketball players that are taller than six eight. Is that right? Is that is that what? The yeah, that was that was uh, 
that was on the ballot in 2018. Yeah, so, uh, the uh, the school um, board put that one in there, and uh, we can't do anything. When Zaza retired, here. they decided to, uh, you know, like as a they retired to the him, position. They said, no, no one, no, no one more centers. Than Zaza. No you know, one, you know how San Francisco politics works. Yeah, yeah that one, that that one's not moving. That one's no, not moving. No well, they Zaza. just they said, the look, you can have tall people everywhere, but not in my backyard, buddy. <laughs> hey, that was good. Well done. Yeah, now that. Yep, that that's, was. That's was, a man. That's a man that who's been here once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the truth is, man, like they just need as many of their athletes to play as possible because they don't have the the size, right? This is why Kuminga and what he's been doing, especially in a paint for them, has been huge because that's that's making Steph's life easier. I mean, there's no, there's right. it doesn't surprise me that Steph looks better the last few weeks when Kuminga has been going off the way he has because. He just hasn't had a foil to play next to. He hasn't had someone, you know, a release valve that you're scared of. And Kuminga has provided that, man. I mean, just the fact that he's a guy who will go and try to bully to get a basket. I mean, when has Steph had the opportunity to play with a dude like that? So I I can understand them wanting to stick with it and saying, we, we, we're we in any series. And they're not totally wrong to feel that way. This is, you know, four titles. That, that does give you a certain amount of confidence. Yeah. Uh, and you know you got to trust the the coaching staff and, and the scout, and they're always prepared. So I guess I can understand because if I was sitting in Steve Kerr's shoes, I wouldn't want to lose any of my guys either. Although I, I'd be playing Moody, so I don't know. I mean, we, maybe we <laughs> well, I think everybody agrees with that one. I, I I guess the one thing we can maybe all agree on here, though, is there does have to be a supplementary move to at least help help this team at least some of the weaknesses. Mainly, I think the big man. Right. Like at, at least they've got to find some type of person. Look, seeing as I think Kevon Looney looks like he's done for the season. Like Sarge is really bad as a five. Can you get someone that helps his team out? I think that's the one thing you can agree on. It's like, I think I'd argue maybe against Sam, like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe no, maybe you can't get anything for Wiggins, but like, can you help these guys out with a seven footer tape, Dave? Like what you just said. Can you help? Mo Bamba. Guys? Mo Bamba stop, coming to stop, town. Stop. stop, stop. Okay. You know, I mean, look, you know, Goga Batazde would have been a great player for, for the Warriors if he did, wasn't showing out uh, in Orlando and is, you know, now basically, I think, unavailable. But, you know, a guy like they that where – I'd take Wendell Carter also. I mean, Wendell, Wendell you, Carter. Anybody, any big body that can just like – are you a rotation big man in the NBA? Come on down. Our Under Armour matchup of the week is Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks. Feels like perfect timing considering Warriors are, uh, if nothing else, going to be involved in rumors until the trade deadline. And it does feel like everything's running through Atlanta right now. They have the best available player that we know of, DeJounte Murray. They're basically letting everyone know that he's available. Um, So is he. Yeah. (laughs) He's also posting it periodically twice a week on his stories. And I think this game's also kind of important for the Warriors because, look, they're still in the 12 seed. You have to win in Atlanta. These are the games they can't they've, – they've just dropped too many games. If they're going to make something in this season, uh, I don't expect you to win on the road against Boston. I expect you to go into the 11 seed in the East and win a game that way. You just beat them at home. They seem to hate each other, which is why they're blowing it up. That's got to be an easy win for the Warriors. That's why it's the Under Armour game of the week. It is also the Under Armour game of the week because DeJounte Murray will be dropping 45 points in an audition to play for perhaps his future team. Clint Capella, maybe 
he will lose 10 pounds before the game to show that he can also be the starting five uh, for his future team. So yes, yes, Sam, the uh, the Under Armour game of the week brought to you by our guy, Dirty Curry Brand. The man who makes it all happen. They can right. pick up Clint Capella maybe while they're in Atlanta. Just, <laughs> just come on. Let's That's go. That's the goal. Man, I've solved a lot of problems. Just don't tell San Francisco that you're over 6'8". Don't let them know. Don't tell them a lot of things. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get back to it, we are brought (laughs) to you by Sleeper Fantasy NBA season. We are near the halfway point, if not already at the halfway point, uh, which means now you can 100x your cash on daily fantasy basketball. Basketball, never been more exciting with guys like Steph. You got LeBron, you got Luka, you got KD, future warrior LeBron James, by the way. You can pick more or less on stats for these stars like points, rebounds, threes. Steals, double-doubles, and more for up to 100x payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right. Win big. You know the promo code, light years, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. I think the other reason I'm less and less optimistic the Warriors will make a trade is it's very clear that their front office wants to make the perfect move they're not into just making a move uh and that just adds another layer of complexity on top of it like they're really expensive coach wants certain players stuff's not really out there for them and then on top of it they're a little gun shy and afraid that if they make the wrong move that'll screw them for eternity you can laugh at that but look at the lakers you make too many moves you just have nothing going for you going forward Although I would like to have Anthony Davis on the Warriors, so that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Anyway, and so that's where, you know, we mentioned DeJounte Murray. I believe the Warriors could trade for him. I think they have a better offer than the Lakers, for example, but would they want to? That This seems like the textbook type of thing where the front office is like, eh, we'd be giving up a lot for someone who wouldn't move the needle too much for us. So now I'm going to get into my trade machine. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's just like I, I this is where like I, I hate to be that Whoa. I hate to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a trade. Dave is amped up. Look at him. <laughs> you throw Jake Moody in this trade too. It's, like we'll be good it, to go, man. They can, I, wow. yeah, we're we're helping all the Bay Area teams. Yeah, we are. One yes, time. We are. Yes, we are. Uh, finally, no, you know, Kavon Looney going back to Atlanta. Oh I welcome that home. One hurt. Chris Paul um, I, going I back wanna, to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, if the rumors are to be reported, Atlanta gets off a bunch of money by the Warriors sending Chris Paul. They get a prospect in Moses Moody who makes a ton of sense next to Trey Young. And they get a lot of the Warriors' future, which looks, in terms of draft picks, which might be attractive. In return, they, you know, they also clear a ton of money. So this would require the Warriors to be invested in this. The Warriors would get DeJounte Murray and Clint Capella, who we're just not going to tell people is over 6'8 because it's illegal. I don't know. I just feel like this is the type of thing that maybe the Warriors could do. It'd be a huge gamble because you'd be giving away long-term picks when Steph is 39. You might not be good at all. And is DeJounte good enough to carry the mantle for you at that time? Is Kuminga <laughs> DeJounte? It like You know what I'm saying? Like you are. This is a big risk move, right? Yeah, um, I mean – DeJounte, uh, the contract is great, I think, for DeJounte, right? Like, he's not going to – Very reasonable. You know, while, 
Yeah, it's long term money, but it's good long term money. Like I don't think Dejounte Murray is is going to stop being a, a a decent. It's starter not a max contract. It's just right. very good starter money. Yeah. If he's your if he winds up as your third or fourth best best guy in like two or three years, that's okay. Like that's okay. Um, you can live with that. The the issue is, does it move the needle enough this year? And because and it's all my, about now, right? And that's I don't my question. Think about for times you. without Steph Curry. And that's my question for you. If you're going to give up picks three, four years down the road, you want to feel that you're going to get a real chance to win a title in the next, this year, next year, maybe the year after, while Steph is still Steph, right? Would would adding someone like DeJounte Murray and then Clint Capella would be that role-playing center that they lack, would that actually be enough? Or is this one of those things where it's like, you're the Lakers. You change you change the decks, but you're right. kind of just the same. S- scary because you have Steph Curry, but not actually a great team. The uh, the interesting part of this is I-, I do think it brings them back to what made them successful their entire dynastic run. Is you can toss out a lineup or at least six to seven guys where now you're talking about Wiggins, Kaminga to go with Clay, who's still good defensively against threes and fours. And then you throw in DeJounte Murray, who can cover for Steph for now you're covering for Steph for like 48 minutes a game. Uh, now you have a lot of defense. I, I know everyone's going to say DeJounte Murray sucks on defense this season, but I'm just going to assume that he's just goofing off in Atlanta because it's Atlanta. And he's well, he gonna also be plays serious. next to Trey Young, man. Yeah, right. like, Trey right. is better this year. I, I'll give him a ton of credit. Oh, but God. Trey Young is never going to be good at defense. He's never even going to be average. He's too small. Whereas He's more worried about I scoring this 25 points. Yeah, yeah so right. that that's why it, it brings them back a little bit to, all right, we got a bunch of six, five to six, eight, eight. guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Six, eight-ish guys that are you know, relatively athletic, super long, can play defense. Draymond's going to tie them all together with his IQ. And now you've got a team that, yeah, like Sam talked about, is are you happy enough with the first round exit with what they have today? I would say probably because at least I, they make the playoffs. This team – if if you can get off of Paul and and you know give Moody a shot uh, somewhere else and, and get Murray and Capella, yeah, you're probably saying this is probably like the Lakers where maybe they get lucky and they make the Western Conference Finals. Maybe maybe they do. And I think I take that gamble. The question though for me, I think for the Warriors is that I don't know if they take the gamble of two things: uh, Murray's long term contract and the two first round picks. You can argue whether that's unfair or not fair. I just think they're just going to be like. I, I wouldn't be worried about DeJounte's contract. I mean, it, it, that is an extremely movable deal. I mean, it's just – it's okay. he's a, he's a starter in the NBA, $18 million a year. That's amazing. Like, that's a great contract. It goes, up to, it goes up to mid-20s next year. Still a great that's, contract. That's Wiggins, Draymond Wiggins money. Contract. That's yep. Clay it's, money. It's basically, a, plus, it's plus starter but not quite an all-star money. Yeah. he's a, he, That's a good deal for him. I mean, he's a good player. It, the issue is – you know, is he your sixth man after this trade? I mean, is Clint if, Capella even starting? I mean, he's probably not, right? Clint Capella probably hmm, slides no. into that at Kavon Looney, 13 right. minutes at center role. Um, do you ask, and DeJounte do you Murray. play to come off the bench and let DeJounte start? I don't think that you can do that. <laughs> I mean, n- number one, I think it, it actually hampers your, your offense. But, but number two, I actually think it's important to have a guy like DeJounte Murray who can – like he's still going to play 30 minutes a game yeah. coming off the bench yeah. and you can close with him against some teams. He can play next to Steph sometimes, right? Like let's say, I mean, if you have a game well, where Wiggins just doesn't have a big, a big point guard who can defend, right? So. Yeah. 
if you you got a game where Wiggins doesn't have it, man, like he can play like next to Clay and and Steph. And now you've got another ball handler that you can trust. Um, he's a great rebounder. And that's something that I think the Warriors like can always use is another guard pods together. Ooh. And Pajemski. Nice. That would be, that would be, I mean, listen, it's an imperfect move, but that's not a bad move. I think that the sticking point is those two first round picks, especially man, because 2028, like they're in the Steph Curry's not there anymore. You know? Not in this, not in whatever capacity. Retirement, retirement yeah. tour. Yeah. And I don't know if this is what I, it would take to do something like this, but I was kind of, here's my, here's my fundamental question to you, Dave. Let's assume the picks work themselves out. It's a different conversation. Let's say the Warriors make a deal like this. What do you think of the Warriors roster as constructed? So you have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kuminga, Draymond. Then you got DeJounte Murray. Clint Capella and some version of Pajemski and Saric as your eighth, ninth men. I think that's a nice playoff rotation. I think it makes sense. You got versatility. You can play different ways. You can actually play big if you have to, or you can just play your small ball when you want to. Is that a team that has championship upside though? Because I can only see the Warriors green lighting moves like this if they feel like it has. Oh. They're, they're not green lighting this move to get to the second round. They're green lighting right. this because they think this team around Steph is going to get number five. I think a lot of this, I mean, it's funny to say this, but if, if like Gary Payton, II second can come back and mm-hmm. give them good minutes, I think that, you know what I mean? It really helps them out quite a bit. Um, I, I just, it's hard for, it's hard for me to, even with these moves, put them above the top couple teams in the West. I mean, the nuggets are just, they're just really good. And I think the Clippers are right there with the nuggets right now. Um, Kawhi Leonard playing like, the best player in the world, you know, on some nights is, is that's a huge thing for them. I just don't know, you know, it's, it's the Warriors and you know that their system is going to create buckets and Steph is going to go off. Can the other guys keep up the same? Way? Yeah, I was going to say nothing, nothing can really get you there because you can't give clay his ligaments back and you can't make Jonathan Kaminga three years older like that. And, and Oh, sorry. And Wiggins, you can't bring back 2022 Wiggins. So it's like, those are the three that things where it's – if you can bring back – like, what's the likeliest? Let's rank them. Obviously, Clay's the last. just not possible. That doesn't even make sense. But, yeah. like, Kaminga, he's already made a bit of a leap. Like, can he get to the point where he's a winning winning star player or Wiggins going back to 2022? You're just – you're kind of hoping for those things because I don't know. Like, can they make a trade that 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 puts them over the edge? Like, this DeJounte Murray one is interesting to me, but I obviously doesn't do it. It's like, I don't know. What if there's like, I mean, again, we talked about this on Nerder this week. We kind of think it might be a quiet trade deadline. I mean, if you think about it, we've already had a bunch of major trades this year. Like Damian Lillard got traded, James Harden, OG, Pascal. So the big names have already kind of moved and the Warriors missed out on those guys. And so now, you know, you're looking at it's slim pickings. But what if there's a name out there we're not thinking of? Like I made the joke about LeBron, but what if there is like, I don't know. What if Kevin Durant's saying to Phoenix, hey, guys, I, I got to get out of here. And we don't – you know Again? what I mean? Like, this is, I think, what the Warriors really – like. they must be hoping for this, right? No, like, the, the player, LeBron one, they'll okay it. The LeBron one, they'll okay it. That That's the easy <laughs> home run. Like, quote, unquote. Would no, you no, give like, up two future firsts for LeBron right now? No. Sam no. question. No. No, would they? Would they? Would they? Well, he's a free agent. Not, well – and you're gonna sign Bronny I mean, wink, too. Wink, wink. He's not gonna be like a. He's not gonna be gone in the offseason if you trade for him. Right. 
I don't know, but I do think that the logic you're using is why they would never do the DeJounte move because DeJounte is good, but probably not good enough to be that piece unless Jonathan Kuminga takes a sign, you know, like he turns into like Jalen Brown tomorrow or something like Jaylen that. Williams shit, which yeah. whichever. Um, but Jalen Rose at this point, I'm taking in Jalen, right? But they're, they're sitting here going, you know, if we're going to cash in those picks, we want it to be the guy who, and they'd yeah. probably want like, I would say Lowry Markinen is like the yeah. lowest yeah. level of player they would want if they're going to make that like, cause they don't have any moves to make after that. Once they make that three picks at minimum for, for Lowry. Yeah, I mean, sure that's, not doing, it. that's it, not doing right? it either. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's the point. It's like, you know, once you make that move, you're pot committed. This better be the guy who's Steph's like running mate since Clay's kind of not that guy anymore. Um, so, yeah. I guess what, let, let's talk Kuminga for a minute. How do you feel about right. that? All right. I, yeah. I mean, huge fan. Love How watching him play basketball. It's wow. so great. Ooh, okay. It's so new to see him play basketball. More than Anthony Lamb? <laughs> uh, well, I haven't seen Anthony Lamb play basketball at all this year. So that's that's been a pleasant, pleasant change. I'll, I'll send you a stream. We can watch the New Zealand Breakers <laughs> oh, together. Um, I, w- I was going to ask you, so what are you thinking of his play this year? And I guess, where do you see envision him developing as a player? Because he, look, he's been on a tear in, uh, in January. He, he's definitely taken a step. He's definitely solidifying himself in the rotation, but there's probably mixed opinions on what type of player he'll be long-term. You know, I, I think, yeah, the, the jury is out, obviously. I mean, he, his, the early part of his career has been so weird. You know, usually mm-hmm. a guy with it that's this good that we've seen this this many flashes of has had more of an opportunity to show it. Right. Um, but what we've been seeing the last few weeks, it, it just looks like they said, hey, please go do stuff. Just go make stuff happen. And he's doing it. I mean, the defensive side of the ball is getting lost in all this. I mean, this guy uh, the other day now, unfortunately, hurt uh, Joel Embiid's knee, you know, diving for the ball. But. I mean, it feels like every other defensive play, this guy's on the ground or he's, you know, he's digging hard when the ball's in the paint and he's going and getting steals and just, he's really like a a bit of a chaos agent for them. You know, he's so strong and he's so physical and he's so aggressive. A necessary one, by the way. Yeah, they've lacked it, right? Like they haven't had it. And he's kind of, it's almost like he's a good running mate for Draymond where it's another dog on the court that you can rely on. He's going to go do stuff. And then what I what I really love is the aggressiveness on, on defense translates on the offensive end when he's got the ball and he's in his three-point, you know, his triple, triple threat stance, right? And he can drop his shoulder into a guy and create some space. He's looking to get to the paint. I mean, he is just going hard, trying to dunk. I mean, uh, someone flopped on him the other day and he just dunked you know, without hesitation, those sorts of moments for him are huge because that's when you, you really see that the quick decision-making stuff, he's like learning it on the fly. And again, it's stuff that most guys get a chance to go through their first couple of years in, in the league, the Warriors being very hard to break into because of all the basketball IQ expectations. And, you know, like the, you're not actually allowed to make mistakes as a young player for the Warriors. So now he's, you can see he's stopped internalizing those mistakes. He's willing to make them, but he does so many things that they're allowing him now to play through them. So I don't know. I mean, I'm extremely high on Jonathan Kuminga. I think he was a great pickup for them. And I think this guy, I mean, 
he could turn into the guy that's that's the star of the team going forward, you know, like beyond maybe beyond Steph, right? Like, but he could be the running mate for Steph as early as next year. We just it, he's got to continue to grow. I needed that. And I needed that. I love I mean, I love him as a player. He can score the shooting stuff is whatever, but like he can score from 18 feet and in against anybody. He's got a great first step. He's incredibly strong. I think he's got good hands. I mean, it's just it's a matter of figuring out how that works and how to maximize that around Steph. I think Steph is maximizing what Kuminga's doing hugely. I mean, I th- again, the last few games, Steph has looked way better than he looked the rest of the season. I, I felt like he was slipping a little bit. His yeah. defense has definitely slipped, but even offensively, those windows have gotten tighter. I mean, he's yeah. already operating in tight margins anyway, but with Clay not being Clay and Wiggins not doing anything for you, I mean, Kuminga's now been... opened him up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I like that. How about defensively? For Kuminga? Yeah, because he's, he's got the tools. Yeah. Right, he's forceful. I love and he he's active. His second jump, trying to block shots and change shots around the basket. He's added rim protection. This is again like Wiggins was good at this. Like Wiggins yeah. was a fantastic rim protector during that run to the finals. I mean, this is why I mean he really like made Draymond better because of that. But I think Kuminga's offering a little bit of the same thing. Okay. So right. I, look, they've got a shot in a playoff series against anybody. Do I trust them to not be in the play-in? As currently constructed, no, <laughs> they've got too much. And, and one I love, game, I love it. like I trust I them in a series, one game is tough. Plan. Right? Like yeah. that's the thing, though, because one game is just tough for them. I mean, what if that's the game that Kuminga throws a pass away in the first possession, and he goes and he plays thirteen minutes that night? Chris Paul, oh, get up. You're coming in. And that's the other part which is annoying because um, Chris Paul's been out, but we know where. We know where Steve goes when things get tight. I mean, he's a lot. Most coaches actually skew that way, to be honest. But just such a veteran guy, such a you know. And so, to your point, yeah, what happens when they get into a tight game? Yeah, and and Kuminga has, you know, he starts a little tight, makes a couple mistakes, just whatever. Not like Draymond isn't throwing the ball over the place too. How about Steph Uh, Curry, man? He's three. He throws some of the dumbest passes I've ever seen in my life. And, and I, again, like we've talked about this. Uh, hey, the line between times. genius and insanity is very small. So, yeah. <laughs> it's but I, I just, stuff. again, man, I trust those things to shake out. Like those mm-hmm. decisions, they shake out over the course of a seven game series. So if you bench Kaminga in one game and like, I don't know, he's going to, he's going to have an amazing game at some point in the series, but in one game, it's a magnifying glass on every single decision you make because you don't have time for things to shake themselves out. You're going to play Chris Paul over Kuminga in a crucial moment, yep. and Chris Paul is yep. going to be short. Yep. Yep. Thank you. That's all. That's, and then that's... you get one shot at it. You do it one game out of seven? Oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to learn from that. You do it in one game in a single elimination, your ass is going home. Yep. The, no, we, we've the, seen uh, it in many games already this season. They don't learn from it, Dave. So good. The podium, good the podium apology, my personal favorite. I take responsibility. I should have had him and got Fuck off. <laughs> He's done that with that's why I feel bad for Moody. He's <sighs> apol- he apologized to Moody on the podium twice this year. Come on, just just play him, Steve. Wake up. Just play him a little bit. Wake up. <laughs> Kuminga needs to complain that Moody's not playing enough. That's what <laughs> seems to change things. So. I think Moody's Moody's he's complained enough, just not publicly. I think. You know what's funny is Moody would be great next to Trey Young. What a great compliment for Trey Young, right? Like, 
He's yeah, gonna shoot forty-five percent from three if he goes to Atlanta. He'd fit a lot. He'd fit a lot of teams. He's every pretty, team. He's, he's a pretty easy plug-and-play player, which is why it's so infuriating that they can't figure out how to plug him in and play. Only in the postseason. Yeah. Only in the postseason. Yeah, that's 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 my favorite part too. We're not gonna play him all year. Then we get into a playoff matchup and realize, oh yeah, he's one of the seven players who can play in the series. Dumbasses. Don't know why he hey, can't uh, play. Why he can't play on a Friday against Memphis? But you know. When we play against good teams, we need them. <laughs> One of these times when I when I come back, I want you guys to have queued up uh, the the year heading into the draft when they had the number two pick, and I said that they should try to get Halliburton and Bain. Nope, we're not doing that. We are. We will not because do that. my God, I, man, nope. this team. If they had those two guys, that we'd be talking. I mean, it, it, it would feel like the Celtics in the sixties. Poor decisions. And we're ending. And we're ending. Made uh, years uh, ago. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Dave. As always, you Much have a great day. Start. Tell people the where they can find your show if they're not listed already. Everything's at The Athletic, guys. I mean, you know, we 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 are sports media, and I am Mr. Athletic. So go and follow us, The Athletic NBA Show. We do great stuff. We're doing a lot of fun stuff over on YouTube, too. A lot of hypotheticals, which I don't really get into on pods, so I'm, well, I'm I just actually having a good time. Throw, so. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, it, it's my bag now. I've added that to my golf bag. Hypotheticals. Instead of just watching stuff and tell you what I see, I can now think ahead about things that are never going to (laughs) happen. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.